0: Constitution and amendment proposals. Oh, yeah, baby. The hero is your host, the one and only
1: Oh, shit. Back again. Spooky intro, Friday the 13th. Wake up, kiddos. We're going to Camp Crystal Lake today, bitch. Sort of. Maybe not. But if you meet a weird dude at the convenience store on the way to the lakes, turn around. Also, Booyah on the top of the power rankings. Didn't think I'd be saying that that often this season, but here we are. He's followed by a terrible tally in 10 foot, but I got to tell you, he's starting to amass quite a lead. He's got 94 power points, a record of 9-1. and one. Booyah is killing it right now with 1,100 points, but... We also have Hanging with Hernandez and Big Ballers and Coheeds rounding out 4, 5, and 6. The farm is on fire right now. Kind of the opposite of on fire is the bottom of the power rankings where you find Tutties, Holding Court, AOL for Life, Shreddy Four Fingers, and smoking Blunts. Smoking Blunts why wild, oh, why, oh, why? Negative 69 luck rate how do you even do that i mean <laughs> nice right obligatory it's an obligatory nice <laughs> negative 69 percent luck rate for blunts today on the show we have we've got so much for you we're going to go over the constitution and when i say the constitution yeah i mean We're going to go over the whole damn thing. I'm going to go over the things that you probably didn't know are in the Constitution. We're just going to scroll through it together, you know. We're not going to go over, like, the offensive scoring statistic in detail, like maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of roster construction. But for the most part, we're going to talk about those weird things, and we're going to talk about them in the way that they are literally worded in the Constitution, which very much matters, right? Because the Illuminati is going to interpret, trust me, trust me. When I was relegated, I know in hindsight it didn't actually matter, but there was actually uh, in between the semifinals and the finals of me being relegated. Again, this is all about me. In that week, there was a question as if uh, 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 if the first semi-round was supposed to be two legs or if the finals were supposed to be two legs. I thought it was supposed to be one way. The Illuminati decided that the Constitution I wrote was worded in a way that I misunderstood. Not technically to my detriment, but in the moment, oh man, in the moment, that was a bitch. That was spooky. Speaking of spooky, today's Friday the 13th. You know that, right? I hope, you know, hopefully you didn't know that. Hopefully you downloaded the episode. You're on your way to work right now. You know what? Hopefully you work from home. But if you do have to go to work, you're listening to this on the way to work, and you're like, oh shit, it is Friday the 13th. And it's October. It's like the spookiest day of the year of like many, like you don't get an, a Friday the 13th every October. That's pretty spooky, right? So I mean, like we've got a little bit of a theme here today about things that are spooky. Today's guest is and blunts, right? We, I mean, shout out and blunts. It's a great interview. And I think it kind of plays into the spooky theme, right? Because Bluntz is in a predicament right now. He has, just last weekend, experienced a, a high of highs, one would say, right? Congratulations. I say this multiple times later, but once again, congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Bluntz for tying the knot last weekend. But I'll tell you from experience, and so will others that are in the league, this can be very distracting. It can be distracting. It, you know, Some major life events can, can actually make you focus on fantasy more. I remember when we had our first kid. I'm all of a sudden, I'm up in the middle of the night, you know, and, and people get upset about that. I, I was upset too, but I was also reading Matthew Barry before anyone else. As soon as the article was posted, 3 a.m., whatever, I, I felt like proper football, five hours ahead of everybody. So there are silver linings in some cases, but I would say that for the most part, having a major life event when you're currently one in nine—I don't know if I'm betting on like how's the rest of the year gonna go for smoking bullets. I'm, I'm probably thinking not the playoffs, right? And if you if you know anything about LOL, if you ain't first, you're last. And if you don't make the playoffs, you're making the AOL. You will be in the relegation tournament and there's in these parts, there ain't nothing scarier than something like that. Right. I mean, what else would we be afraid of if, if not to be relegated in the farm, I guess, you know, coming in last place is embarrassing. Sort of, I don't know. Holding court. What do you think? How does it feel? She doesn't care. There's nothing. There's no punishment. We tried to get that with a proposal, But apparently, people don't read the proposal. We're going to talk about proposals in a little bit. (laughs) You fuckers. Read the goddamn proposals. Some of you don't read them. Some of you do. We've got a great system, but things can get spooky, right? Things can get uneasy. If you're in that relegation tournament, anything can happen. It doesn't matter at that point, right? But you have to remember. Last week, we had a nice... Theme of the week, right? Loud when good. I think you guys loved it. I think I think someone's going to make a t-shirt and they're going to make a million dollars. Loud when good. It's an amazing concept. No one's ever thought of it before. You're welcome. So this week I wanted to think of something else completely unique that no one has ever thought of before. And the theme of this week is don't be scared. Don't be scared. And I mean that. Like, you're getting married. Don't be scared. Blunts wasn't scared. He did it. He saw, you guys saw the picture he shared on Slack. Look at him. He's elated. Wasn't scared. Don't be scared. You, you Are you nervous to place that bet on the sports book? Don't be scared. It's not spooky. You know, it's, it, it, spooky is having zero schmeckles. If you've got 1,000 schmeckles, guess what? you got some gambling money. You know, put things in perspective. Don't be scared. And what is relegation anyway? Don't be scared of that. You guys act like it's literally Jason pulling you off of a canoe into the water. And you'll never breathe again. Please don't pull me in the water. Man, that little... Was that a post-credit scene on the first Friday the 13th? Or was it just at the end? I don't know. I feel like Marvel likes to just take Credit for post-credit scenes, but there's some, some fucked up endings on some of those movies. I don't like Lakes that much. So I wanted to think, I, what could we do this week that would be kind of spooky, you know? And then I also spoke to Smoke and Blunts, and he has kind of a spooky situation going on where he's, he's losing players to injury, you know, albeit so am I. Same guy, Justin Jefferson, but he's invested heavily And he's one in nine, and he needs to get out of this hole. And he also needs to focus on his new wife. So uh, the dichotomy of the decision-making process, spooky, right? I think we'd all agree. That's a little spooky. So he's dealing with that right now. So I wanted to put together like a little story and take you guys to the campfire. I don't want anyone to get too scared. So if you do spook easily... Maybe just fast-forward a few minutes. As Twilight settled with the horizon painted in hues of crimson and obsidian, the saga of smoke and Blunts within the notorious League of Levels began. The early stages for Blunts in the League of Levels this year were like wandering through the haunted hallways of a derelict mansion. Up against 10 foot midget and munching on bunching, the games felt like they were in the grip of poltergeists. Players levitated briefly, balls changed trajectories in midair, and the arena itself felt alive, reminiscent of the haunted Overlook Hotel from The Shining. Against Gone Deep, Blunts found themselves ensnared in an endless fog, a chilling echo of the mist. No matter how hard they ran or how accurate they threw, the goalposts felt like a mirage, always just out of reach. But the most disturbing of these early encounters was with AOL for life. Here, the past was a living entity. Old errors taking on spectral forms, reminiscent of the relentless spirits from Poltergeist. The duel with proper football felt as if they had been thrust into a macabre puzzle room of Saw. Challenges appeared, insurmountable, strategies seemed deadly, and even decision-held life-or-death consequences. Their solitary triumph against Danger Crazy DC was stained with the crimson of injury with players down, echoing the brutal survival essence of the Chainsaw Massacre. However, this rare taste of victory turned bitter. Because his subsequent matches with Danger Crazy DC and the Decibel Nightmare of High Decibels... Were fraught with anguish and torment the path that lay ahead was treacherous with the shadows of relegation creeping ever closer the subsequent confrontations with Aeol for life and gone deep felt like a disorienting trek through the shifting corridors of the house on the haunted hill memories became malevolent aberrations clawing at the edges of their sanity The clash against proper football was a suffocating exercise, the air growing thick and heavy, evoking the oppressive atmosphere of the others. Blitzed, his foresight was uncanny, their anticipations mirroring the malevolent intent of the entity in It Follows. When Bluntz was faced with the mountainous might of big TDs, they were reminded of the colossal terror of Cloverfield. Every tackle felt like a battle between him and a monstrous titan. Ten-foot midget with its reality-bending plays felt like a direct dive into the demented dreamscape of a nightmare on Elm Street. Everything was just a plaything. With bodies bruised and minds fractured, the endgame of Blunt's journey in the League of Levels this year approached. The confrontations against Blunts and Big TDs tested every fiber of their being, and as they locked eyes with terrible tally and it felt as though they had been transported into the heart of Camp Crystal Lake. Stalked by the relentless menace of Friday the 13th. The AOL relegation tournament, the Final Crucible, was a theater of horror. These games weren't merely games, but battles for survival. And just when Blunt seemed sealed with his fate, an unexpected twist transpired. AOL for life in a shocking act of rebellion attempted an insurrection at the League of Levels Capitol building. This ill-fated coup ended in disaster, sealing AOL's fate due to this grave technicality, sparring blunts from the darkest depths of the League, the farm. Emerging battered and haunted from this season, Blunts remains standing. His tale, an epic chronicle of survival and endurance in the twisting and harrowing League of Levels. We've got a great show for you today. We've got smoking Bloods. We're talking Constitution and Amendment proposals. Stick around right after this big baby. <laughs>
2: Who was brave enough to see Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th? And they will tell you they were terrified over and over and over and over. The The 12th. The 13th. Friday the 13th. We dare you to see this film all over London and in the West End. Your Fright Day will be the day you're brave enough to see Friday the 13th. Certificate X.
1: Thirteenth, watch out! Whoa, watch out! We're back. That's right, Friday the Thirteenth. It's been a spooky day, and I'm recording this before Friday the Thirteenth even happens. That's how spooky it is. <laughs> I know in advance. Well, this week we are talking about two major things, even though they're kind of the same thing. And I wanted to do like a general overview, right? And I also wanted to hide the fact that I'm kind of running out of ideas for this segment. So if you have any ideas for this segment, things you'd like me to explain. You know, whether it has to do with the next level cup or the best way to make peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't know. We got like 10 or 15 minutes right here in this little bit. I can explain anything, all right? Even if I don't know about this thing, give me two weeks and I will explain it. So if you have something you'd like me to explain that would actually be entertaining to hear, it can have to do with the league if, if you're interested, but it doesn't need to. Who knows? It's a long year, all right? So today we were talking about the Constitution in general, right? An overarching view of the Constitution. So what is the Constitution? I think we all kind of know, right? Maybe proper doesn't. Do They they have a Constitution, right? Over in old London, Great Britain, United Kingdom. Why do they have so many names? What is it? Is it England? It's England, right? That's who we play in the World Cup. We don't play against the United Kingdom. That's all of them, right? I don't know. Make up your minds. In the Euro? Not in the Euro? I don't know. Why am I talking about him? He was last week. By the way, thank you for coming on the show last week, Proper. I miss you. That was very much fun. But Proper, even though he is British, he he enjoys to vote in our American elections over here. but Just the LOL ones. Not allowed to vote in the other one. But we have a vote process every year. We don't ne- necessarily call it an election. It's not an election. But we vote on amendment proposals. And I will say today that I'm going to try and clarify it. I personally find some of our verbiage, and admittedly, I came up with everything. I admittedly also find some of it confusing. So when we call things amendment proposals, I guess that makes sense. But that's not what we call them in the actual Congress, right? And I think there's a reason why we call things the, the, the way we, we call them. We don't call them amendment proposals. We call them bills, right? Like the whole School of Rock. How to pass a bill, right? So technically, when we talk about amendment proposals, when you hear about a, amendment proposal submission time, you know, cutoff times for amendment proposals, that's what we mean. You can write a bill. And all it really is 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 directions on how to change the Constitution. So it will say this proposal or this bill, maybe we'll start calling them bills in the future for now, just so everyone's on the same page. This proposal, if passed... This will change the Constitution in this way. It will add this to the Constitution. It will modify this in the Constitution. Or it will remove this from the Constitution, right? So you can have it do any of those things any way. But whatever you want it to do, you have to be very detailed, all right? And a lot of you love to rely on me to write your proposals for you. And you'll just tell me what your idea is on the surface level. And I'll have like a dozen questions, right? Think it through. So when you say something like, I want another wide receiver, okay. Like, that's a start to a proposal. I think we need to flesh this out a bit. You know, there'd be further questions. In this in this example, we would have more questions. We would say, Well, are we just adding an additional roster spot to the starting lineup, or are we taking away something else? Are we subtracting a bench spot? Or does this maintain the same bench and we're adding an additional? draft round to the actual draft like the there are so many things that would have to be adjusted but at the same time I don't want anyone to be intimidated right by that process but I would expect people that have been here for more than I don't know two or three years to be able to write their own cuz you've seen me do it so many times you should be able to say all right well if x then y if a then b like you can put the dots on the paper, and connect the dots. It's pretty simple, right? So write them out and make it kind of similar in format. But in addition to when you come up with the idea, before you jump right in to writing your proposal, or if I'm I'm just describing how all of you seem to like to submit proposals, it's just opening Slack and then going into the, I guess, amendment proposals channel that someone created and just like typing out an idea. Like, it doesn't count, by the way. Like, I I know that that seems very easy, but when I see it, I'm just thinking, no, (laughs) not good. Like, uh, you're going to have to give me more than that. And I'm not scrolling back through a fucking Slack channel for a year to make sure I got all the, you know, the the serious ones and sifting through all the jokes. And again, admittedly, I'm the one that puts the jokes in there. That's not the process, right? But before you do that, before you just go out there and say, I want to do this, here's what I think you guys should use that channel for. Become a community, right? You need to group together. If you want something to pass, and I'm telling you this as someone who has had so many things passed, and I will tell you how I do it. You come together. I think someone wrote a song about that. You come together with other people in the league that have similar interests and you compromise and you come up with a single bill that you both, I'm sorry, proposal that you both accept, right? They do this all the time. Well, not recently, but this was always a thing in Congress, right? Like someone like John McCain would cross the aisle and come up with a bill with Dick Durbin. And all of a sudden everybody's happy. Like that's the idea is that not necessarily across the aisle, but just agreeing with one other person. And I'll tell you why. Not only are you increasing your campaign of people that are going to promote this bill and say, hey, I think that we should do this, which is very important, but you're also eliminating a competing bill. And that is what kills most of all of your ideas, is that you'll have more than one idea coming from more than one of you numbskulls, right? Like that's that's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. running as an independent. That is going to hurt Donald Trump right they should they shouldn't do that if they both don't like the other guy right again i'm not a big swifty so what you're doing is you're eliminating a competing proposal because if you have a competing proposal two things can happen you're going to not only are you going to split the vote where people will say well i should probably only vote for one but then you're also going to get people that say fuck it i want to vote yes on both of these And then we run into a potential scenario where both competing amendments pass, right? And then then it comes back to me where someone will say, well, this is is on the commissioner to make sure that that doesn't happen. I would have to come up with a solution after the fact. But what I do typically is I just tell people, no, this has already been submitted. If you want to talk to this person and you can combine, but we can't have competing things. We did this before with some submitters who wanted to have multiple submissions for, like, how should we do playoffs, right? And it would just be two different proposals that say, what about this one? What about this one? Well, what if they both pass? Then what the fuck do we do, right? So talk. If you have an idea, get on Slack. It takes, like, five minutes. Hey, I'm thinking about uh, uh, the interest. I want to gauge the interest level of adding a third wide receiver. Tenfoot recently did this. He got a lot of support. Right. But I think instead of just saying, here's my bill, he should go out there and say, hey, all of you that agree with me that three wide receivers is better, let's come up and agree on a platform that we'll all campaign on. Right. This is is just U.S. economic, not economics, U.S. government 101. Right. You, you, you team up with as many people as you can to make the campaign easier right because it's a coalition at that point you're going to get the support of in our league probably that person's closer family right if you get one uh, high decibels you might get uh, a big TDs if you get a buddy you might get a vapes etc etc like there are there's chain reactions that come along with this because of the influence involved And now I'm just talking politics right so that's the amendment proposal process we do this. In the late summer, it's typically in like July or August, I think. I can't remember. But late summer, you guys all already know we send plenty of emails. So when it's about to happen, you're going to know, right? Late summer, you're going to get an email and it's going to say, you got a couple of weeks left, submit your amendment proposals. And then finally, you're going to get an email with a link to a ballot where you actually do the voting. And the voting happens in one day. Gone deep. Gone sleep. Regardless if you walked up a 14er or a 49er, finish your ballot. All right. You just got to click yes or no like a dozen times, dozen and a half. It's not that many. I mean, it's kind of crazy sometimes, but it's not that many. Click on them. Right. Here's what happens the votes get tallied. We used to have it all live. You get to watch the votes come in, but that became kind of a A bad thing because someone like Booyah would wait until the 24th hour, you know, past the deadline, and he would know that he is the decision maker on X, Y, and Z, and he would get to decide essentially. And we know that that's how it's going to be. But if you hide the results, then that can't happen, right? And it didn't matter that we waited for Gone Deep, so we hid the results and we released them all at the same time once everyone has voted. All right, and everyone needs to vote. And I would imagine at this point, if someone doesn't vote, it's going to go to the Illuminati and it won't be good. I'll be mad. All right. I'll be storming in the Illuminati. Do something about this. So quickly vote. All right. Because then we, after the vote, we have to tally it up. How does a vote pass? Well, in the U.S. government, it's a complicated process involving multiple legislative bodies And then the president has to sign something. That's too much. All right. That's not happening. We are a we're not a representative republic or whatever. We are a straight democracy. But our democracy is not 50% plus one. No, it's a little harder than that. We realize that a 50% plus one, (laughs) it would be sheer chaos, especially when we have now two levels right? So if all it took was just 50% plus one to pass something like it does in the House of Representatives, almost anything could pass, which is good and bad, I guess. So our check and balance on that is 66% required to pass. All right. So that is 16 votes from both levels, same level and farm level. So to get anything past, you're going to have to get some support from the other level. And I think that's very important. It's very important. And I think it's 16, right? It's not 18. I don't know. 66%. I'm doing this live. All right. It's late. I've had a lot to drink already. So if you think about it, once we add a third level and we have that baby, We're talking about 36 teams, and it's going to take 24 to pass anything. That's my vision. So, how it works right now is 66% passes. We immediately update the Constitution, and those rules go into effect immediately. Now, some things will be worded in a way where we haven't had it yet, but some people will write a proposal where it says we want to add tight end back as a specific category roster spot. But we want to do it next year because it would technically be an unfair advantage for. Those that already have Travis Kelsey. Right? It'd be an unfair advantage for Sacks. Let's be straight. It'd be an unfair advantage for Sacks, so we don't do it. Right. And that's just one example. So there are some times we might set a bill out. There's also times, proper football, where someone will propose that we stop accepting changes on something for X number of years. And I let you all decide if that's something we'd like to do. And you said yes. So proper football a few years ago passed an amendment that said no roster changes for the next two years. And it passed 66% of you. I don't remember the exact number, but at least that many said, yes, we'd like to rock lock rosters the way that they are. And that's it made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside because I do like the way that the rosters are currently constructed. And then just to clarify what happened this year, 10 foot proposed a proposal to add a roster spot for a wide receiver. And he said, you know, to get around the fact that there was to be no roster changes due to proper's prior amendment. He also submitted an amendment that would have nullified it and allowed him to pass his roster amendment. Right? So here's the reason why I said, no first reason is we should not be allowing subsequent required bills. We can't say this is a bill that can only work if this bill is also passed. Like, I don't know. that gets confusing. Also, at the time that 10-Foot had submitted it, we had already rejected multiple roster submissions, right? Multiple people had said, I'd like to do this to the rosters. And we said, we're not accepting those. So we then have to go back and get all of those, as well, And they would all only hinge on whether or not the reversal would have passed. And that wasn't going to pass. So no. But that's all opened up now. Next year, there is nothing being blocked. If you'd like to p- put a proposal in for anything, it's going to be accepted. Now, you should start your coalition. All right. And Now, let's go through what we've got. Right now in the Constitution, we have, I believe, 17 pages, which is a lot. not going to read the whole thing. The last page is just the logos. All right. And there's a couple tables. I should probably add some pictures in here. Maybe some like lifeguards and bikinis or something like Baywatch. I don't know why, but anyways, the first couple of articles, and again, we should probably think about what we call them because articles are different than amendments. So having our amendments become articles is kind of weird. So we should probably think of like, what was the initial, this is all just me rambling at this point about what I want to do. But I think that some of these article numbers should probably come off. We should have amendment numbers at the end, Um, but we'll figure that out later. So right now we're looking at those 17 pages consisting of 27 articles so there are 27 topics in here that have been broken down and for the most part the couple at the beginning article one teams okay so that's talking about all the people that are involved article two is the hammer all right easy but I would say real quick hammer all right there's a lot about the hammer in there um so actually I, I should I should just mention that it's kind of nice this is this is why we play it says right here of course, there are thousands of dollars on the line, but money ain't everything. The hammer is the holy grail of fantasy sports. It was passed down from the fantasy gods to grace our league with its amazing presence. So it's our duty to show it the respect it commands. When you lose the trophy or pass on the farm trophy, that's new, it is to be shipped to the new owner within two weeks of the championship. The new owner is to cover shipping costs. That's always a question. Who's supposed to cover the shipping costs? The new Owner is supposed to cover shipping costs. All right, you just got paid. Shouldn't be an issue. All right? The new owner is required to update the engraved plates on the hammer. If the same level champion fails to update the plates and provide proof by the time of the schmeckle distribution for the following season, they will not receive their 5,000 schmeckles. Interesting. I may not have been enforcing that one. The hammer's birthday is June 16th. No trades are allowed on that day. No league business at all. And you know what? I support that. So just looking at the top, you know, we do have an introduction backing up a little bit. You know, and this, it it says something nice. And I'd like to say this, this league takes very stupid things very seriously. And that can sometimes lead to arguments. But at the end of the day, this league is a family and each family member is fighting for the same thing. Money may be up for grabs. Promotion and relegation may be on the line, but we compete in this league for one reason and one reason only, we play to have fun. That's it. We play to have fun, all right? And I think that kind of ties in with the theme today, don't be scared. We play to have fun, right? If you worried about some decision, like, don't be scared. This is all fun, man. Don't stress. This is a game. If it becomes something more than that, then you might need to talk to somebody. Article 3, Lottery of Balls. We've talked about the lottery already, but this talks about how you can acquire balls, how much they cost. I believe it talks about the costs in multiple places. Article 4, we get into the draft details. There are some details in here that have changed throughout the years about how we tell people that they're on the clock. How we move on is a pretty contentious one. For whatever reason, we look forward to the draft so much. But when it happens, we're like, let's get the fuck out of here. And I get it. So roster requirements, we go through that in here. Transaction system. You know, I, I feel like all of these are standard constitution things, except for maybe the part where we talk about the hammer and we have a birthday for our trophy. Like that's kind of different. That's why I wanted to point it out. Article eight, we get into offensive scoring statistics. I think we're pretty normal. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, in Slack. I'd love to hear it. Are we not normal? I mean, other than not having kickers, I guess that's kind of weird. But I feel like we were ahead of the curve. I think that's starting to happen. But, you know, we have a half-point PPR system, six-point touchdowns. I think ESPN is still four for their passing touchdowns. I don't know. But I feel like we're pretty normal league. Defensive scoring statistics don't get me fucking started. All right? As someone who has built the live scoring system on leagueoflevels.com and I've copied the projection algorithm from CBS, the defensive scoring statistics fuck with all the probability things. Not necessarily before the game starts, but during the game, if your defense is in the third quarter or fourth quarter, there are so many scenarios where the CBS algorithm that predicts the probability of whether or not you're going to win your matchup will just get so dumb that it has no idea what to do because it doesn't understand where the defense stands, especially if they're over 20 points in the second half of the game. So there are there are things with this defensive scoring system that I'm not a huge fan of, but I do understand that it is standard. The way that our defense works is almost like a universal setting for like every league I've ever seen. So it's gonna be hard to change. I'm open to changing how we we do defensive scoring. It needs to still be as a DST. It needs to be a unit. There's no IDP. There's no room for that here. But I do think that there's a way that we could look at how we do scoring that doesn't necessarily start with 20. Maybe there's a zero baseline. Maybe defenses get negative points. Maybe that's the point, right? Your defense more often than not is is absorbing points than it is actually going out and getting them right like there's more often than not that's what happens in real life so i feel like maybe that's the path forward to a more logical defensive scoring system but i'm i'm open to to that now now we get into the nitty gritty other people have schedule settings in their constitutions but i would say that ours schedule is a little bit different than others right double headers right off the bat that kind of like is way different than most people. I don't think you can really do that anywhere else besides CBS unless you want to do like the your second matches against the league average for the week, which is cool but not cool, right? That's a level win, basically. Basically. It's the same idea, playing against the median or playing against the average. But what we do is full on, you play against two other people, so you could still get lucky, you could still get really unlucky, or you could split. I'm 5 and 5 right now. I'm chilling right? So our schedule is interesting. You might want to read through how that works, but we did cover most of it with the dynamic scheduling in a previous episode when we talked about majors. The playoff format is something I'm super duper proud of. I think it's incredible. Every single matchup in our playoff system matters. Now, I I can't say it out loud because it's basically confusing. If I say three versus six, then two versus seven, it's too much. But when you see it on a bracket, it makes sense. So we have two brackets. We have one bracket going to the right. And then we have a mirror image going to the left. If you're not in the playoffs, you're in the relegation. And they both operate in the exact same way. You can get a bye to go to the championship or go to the semis, right? And you can get a bye to go to the semis of the relegation tournament as well. If you come in 11th or 12th, you're going to skip a week. And you're going to get one step closer to relegation automatically. Don't do that. Speaking of AOL, that is Article 13, 14, 13. And that's what we call the AOL tournament, right? The AOL. And boy, what was AOL? I don't even really remember. At one point, we called it shit. This is if you know what? If someone ever does LOL trivia, that's one for you. We used to have a name for our loser tournament. And then we actually voted one year where I think it was AOL versus Spokey Bandits. And the loser would have their name enshrined on this tournament and AOL lost. This is before we had relegation, so it was kind of like a punishment. And for whatever reason, we said, let's just keep that forever. For so long that I don't even remember what it was before. So the AOL is our relegation tournament. So when you hear us talk about the AOL, but then you also see someone named AOL for life, laugh at them. We also have something called the Second Chance Championship. The birthplace of that was basically BAPES losing in the playoffs in the first round. And I felt really bad. I thought, you know, losing in the first round sucks. But when I was in grade school and you had tournaments, you'd always have like double elimination, right? And it would always... (laughs) Don't cry, little Timmy. You get one more shot. And that's what the Second Chance Championship was. And that kind of just slid right in. It felt... Uh, just right in our new playoff system. So basically what it is, is fifth place, right? So if you're not in first, then you're in second. That was the championship. And then you have the third place matchup, which is going to be the third and fourth place finishers. And then you have another matchup that's going to determine the fifth and sixth. And that matchup is the second chance championship. So Everybody loves it. Second chance championship. After that, we've got promotion and relegation. You guys know how that works. One up, one down. After that, we got a keeper system. And the keeper system is unique. Right now, you can only keep two people. uh, And if you drafted someone, you get to keep them in the round that you drafted them in. And that increases once every year. You can only keep someone twice, though. So you can have them for a year, keep them for a second year, and then keep them for a third year. That's maximum. Maximum keep. Also, it's if you didn't draft the person, if you pick them up off the waiver wire, the following year, their value is dependent on what their ADP is, what their average draft position is, what, what round they're going in. If they're averaging a first or second round pick, then you add two rounds to that. So you get to keep them in the third or the fourth. If they're third through sixth, you add three rounds and you keep them in the sixth or the ninth. Nice. And if they're seventh or more... You get to add four rounds of value and keep them in the 11th, 12th, or 13th. Or 14th if we add another wide receiver. Right? Everything can change next year. So that's how you basically calculate the value of your keepers. It's a little complicated. Just use my sheet. If you try to do it in your head, you're going to get it wrong. League dues, $200 and $100 respectively. Then we get into the prize disbursements. Right now, same level champions, just over $1,100. Farm champion is $500. And there's a lot of other payouts in here too. Then we get into the Illuminati. The Illuminati is the next thing that we vote for after the amendment proposals. And it's very important. So we have five members of the Illuminati. It's basically just a slack group at this point. And they cannot serve consecutive terms. So there will be five new people every year but then you can come back again. They determine almost all important decisions throughout the year, throughout the calendar year, the whole year. If I don't want to decide on it, they're deciding on it. And I don't want to do much. That's how I look best. Illuminati is important. Next up, we have the Omega level. We did a whole episode on this last week. So all of that shit that I talked about last week is literally, there's like two pages of the Constitution now, is just about Omega. And I got a feeling that next year it's going to be about six. After the Omega, we got the next level cup. We've talked about that. That's a, that's a pathway to Omega right there. And speaking of the cup, cup date. Sweet 16 starts this week. Check the schedule. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything, but check the schedule because that starts this week. You are probably in it. Next up, this is a little gem. Some of you are going to use this next year. Fabulous insurance policies. Real quick. Teams are permitted to spend an unlimited amount of their initial $100 fab budget on individual insurance policies for their recently drafted players. Policies must be purchased before the beginning of week one. In the event that a player is determined to be officially out for the remainder of the season, Prior to the start of week 10, a team owner can file an insurance claim on that injured player. The claim would immediately pay out twice the amount of the initial deposit that was made. The money would be immediately available on waivers. So the point is, Proper could have technically put an insurance policy on Nick Chubb. He could have put down 25 fab before week one and said all right, take $25 out of my fab. That's my insurance policy for Nick Chubb. And the instant Nick Chubb was declared out for the rest of the season, he would have been paid $50 fab. Now, if Nick Chubb made it through week 10 and got hurt, Proper wouldn't get anything. He would have lost the $25, but he would have had peace of mind, right? What else is insurance for? Again, Kind of counterintuitive to our theme this week of don't be scared because it is kind of the definition of being scared is putting an insurance policy on your running back. But I get it. Next up, we got voting rights because some of you fuckers are fuckers. After that, Schmeckles, which we've talked about, super important. Stack them. In the Schmeckle Amendment proposal, not proposal, article, it talks about how much things cost. It talks about how much things pay out, which you can also see on the website. After this, we go to lock rules, which I'm going to probably explain that in more detail in the future if I haven't already. But you guys, most of you already understand, it's a free 2,500 schmeckel bet on yourself and you can chain them together. After that, we got major events. We had an episode on that. Weekly high score. Some of you guys don't know this. Blitz had a, a brilliant idea a couple of years ago. So we pay out $10 a week. We add it up and pay it out at the end of the year, but you can win $10 a week if you are the highest scoring team in your level. Now, this currently isn't going on in the farm level because that's covering a portion of the trophy. It is continuing in same level. Here's the asterisk. When I say highest scoring team, what I really mean is highest scoring team in your level that did not win both of their games. So it's like a little consolation, Right. It's that, uh, it's that old millennial also ran sticker. Great job. Right. So that's, yeah, that's not confusing to fucking calculate every year. Thank you, Blitz. I appreciate that. Love doing it. The last thing that we've got in this constitution right now is the three strike lineup penalty system. This ties in with Schmeckles. So if you mess up your lineup At any point in the season, when I say mess up, I mean starting someone on a buy, starting someone that was injured, starting not enough players, having an illegal roster of any kind. If you are causing any kind of fuckery, you are going to get sent to the Illuminati and they are going to decide whether or not to give you a strike. And that strike initially will cost you 2,500 schmeckles. Ouch. The second strike will cost you 5,000 schmeckles. That's the same amount that you get every year from us. The third strike is all. We are not fucking around. All right? If you don't set your lineup, you are messing with the competitive landscape of the league as a whole. You cannot do that. Right? The schedule is the way that the schedule is so that we can say that there is as little luck as possible. And anytime someone fucks with that, it's going to fuck with other people that are paying attention. So just set your lineup. Right? That's the constitution. That's how we propose amendments. It's pretty lengthy. And I honestly scrolled through this quickly. It's a lot. I get it. All right. Next up, we've got chatting with the masters, and it's smoking blunts. You guys are going to love it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this.
2: kids of Elm Street don't know it yet. But something is coming to get them. Nightmare on Elm Street. No! No! She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, no one will survive. Help Help me! Please! Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street. Rated R.
3: Now playing at a flagship theater near you.
1: we're back. It's the LOL show. And this is chatting with the masters this week. We've got another master, another master of ceremonies. This time ceremonies from up in the Northeast from Boston. We have none other than smoking blunts. What's going on? What up? What's going on,
3: buddy?
1: I can't believe we finally got you. This is, you know, it's one of those. Hang on. I got the, uh, the megaphone. This is for you, Cleveland. This is for you, smoking blunts. This whole thing is for you, man. This whole the, the show is for you. We're we're back doing the show for you, and we finally got you on. I, I, is it everything you you dreamed it would be?
3: It's every single Patreon donation
1: that I thought it would be. <laughs> that was a very, you know that that was an awkward time of my life because I I forgot I had a Patreon for a while, and then I like every now and then I would get an email and be like, hey, by the way. You just, you know, you accumulated another fifty dollars or whatever it ended up because you were like six bucks five bucks a month or something and it would accumulate and I was like, What the fuck? I ended up refunding you like over a hundred dollars that year.
3: It was pretty dope. Uh, you know, that it added up as much it, but to think we could have had that many more episodes of the podcast. But you yeah, know, now that it's back, I guess it's water under the bridge.
1: Water under the bridge and you don't owe me anything. No money required this time. Last time was just really uh a cavalcade of different things that happened. Obviously the main thing being I got relegated. So I was a little salty for a while, but also it was just like complicated getting people's schedules together and everything. And then I don't know. I recently came up with the, with the idea of just, you know, fuck it. We'll do it live and just do it myself. And I think this is the only way it's going to work, but having the rolling, you know, introductions to everybody this year and having the interviews with each person, I think is going to keep it fresh. People wanted to hear from you. Like I said, you're you're obviously probably the main reason that we're doing the show again. But they wanted to hear from you for another reason. You were just married. Oh, shit. How was that?
3: Uh, oh, yeah. It was pretty amazing. Uh, never thought I'd see the day. Uh, you're not the only and one. And I managed... Yeah, right? Um, managed to, to, to mention Tom Brady four times in my vows. <laughs> um, and... Still managed uh, to tie the knot, So uh, it was a great time. Um, Danger Crazy DC was there repping the, uh, the LOL as well. So shout outs to him. And uh, we had a wild and crazy weekend and uh, walked away a married man. So pretty stoked about it.
1: So it, it, it all went as according to plan. Like you, you scheduled the wedding, you paid for the wedding, and it actually happened. I'm sure that there was some fear that she might not show up. But we don't even know who this person is So, I mean, like keeping your privacy, your privacy, like what can tell me something about her. what, what would the LOL I'm speaking on behalf of everyone that's obviously super curious, tell us something about your wife.
3: Okay. My wife and I went to high school. Hang on. Hang
1: on. Hang on. My My wife. wife.
3: My wife. (laughs) You finally get to do it. (laughs) It's pretty dope, uh, <laughs> and I uh, think I should probably get used to it by now, but it's been a couple of days. So. Okay,
1: so back up. So we... Um, we
3: we went to high school together, wow. um, and we ran into each other years after going to high school together. Sure. While I was still in D.C., I came up and visited, and uh, she was working at a brewery in Boston for years, wow. and that's where I ran into her, so she's uh, she's got a good taste in beer, and she um, all right. She is doing fantasy football for the first time this year, and she loves it. She is. So maybe if we make another baby, we could have her hop on board.
1: All right. Well, teaser on the uh, first and 15 coming up in a little bit. That might be part of it. All right. But it is kind of odd that she would choose to play her first year of fantasy football with you. You've obviously been together for some time now. and She's doing this, what, in a work league? in a, in a separ- What is this?
3: Family league. So uh, I do have a work league. uh, Rating two-time champ because, you know, my coworkers suck. Uh, (laughs) But we have a family league we're doing for the first time. And uh, it was great at the wedding because I got to see each and every one of my cousins and tell them to their face that they ain't shit in fantasy. Um, Except for the 10-year-old that my wife lost to a couple weeks ago. Um, And you can let her know I said that.
1: Yeah, well, 10-year-olds, you know... When they don't really know, my kids would probably be really good. I think my kid actually beat me in March Madness. Like sometimes when they're just completely random and they're not giving it any thought at all, like this is a game of luck. Like all of a sudden that ten year old comes out here and he's just like,
2: yeah. I mean, we had a great scheme, Uh (laughs) you know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool though, man. Um, And so, so you met each other in
1: high school. You left. D.C. You left her behind, right? Mm-hmm. You went to, to spread behind. yourself, spread your seed all over D.C., I assume. And you were living oh, it. A, how long were you in D.C. for?
3: I was in D.C. for about 17 years. Uh, um, so almost two decades. Are
1: you like 50 years old? How old are you? <laughs>
3: I'm 36. Okay. Uh, I moved there when I was 18. All right. Uh, that I makes sense. college. Yeah.
1: All right, so then you go back there, and then how did you end? You just you you ended up at a brewery, and you're like, "Oh shit, I
3: know her." Yeah, I was visiting a buddy of mine who worked at the same brewery, and I saw her, and I was like, "Oh shit, dude!" Like that's so and so, it's Nicole. Like and she was with you in high school, and his dumbass goes up to her and he's like, "My buddy, you." Uh, he went to high school with you, and uh, I was really mad at him at the time, but uh, <laughs> you know, shout outs to him for for good touch. Wingman. So,
1: and did yeah, you really? I uh, cool. did you really say that she was quote wicked hot in high school?
3: <laughs> I did say she was wicked hot, and <laughs> I still think she's wicked hot. All uh, right, so you know you take it to the press.
1: She, you know what? I'll give her I'll, I'll I'll be weird. One time, she is wicked hot. I saw her the the wedding photo you posted. Congratulations! That it seems like it was a. Uh, a nice uh, family affair there. Everybody was super happy to see you guys dancing. Um, I'm super excited to meet her. Uh, and, and I'm sure that she's very similar to you. So she would definitely fit in here. I think we're definitely having that baby next year. So I think you could definitely pencil her in. And, you know, just like you, she could obviously do the family league at the same time. No big deal.
3: Yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: Sure. So, I, uh, you know, that aside... So excited. Obviously, I will have a few more questions about the wedding in first and 15 in a few, but want to keep this tight. We got to talk about fantasy. This is a fantasy podcast. We're going to talk about your team. I know, you know, you have a very (laughs) historical franchise in the LOL at this point, but this year you might not be super proud. You currently sit 20th in the power rankings. You have under 900 points. I think. Hanging with Hernandez got 900 like two weeks ago. You're one and nine. Uh, Your your breakdown record for the whole LOL is 37 and 78, which means, my friend, you have a minus 69... percent luck so i mean like if nothing else (laughs) that's pretty sick right like it's like when your your car hits sixty nine thousand miles which mine just recently did and i was like oh it's like mini party i'm like my kids are wondering why i'm so excited but like minus 69 percent luck rate is the awesomest worst thing ever
3: yeah it's bittersweet but uh you know At least I can watch my Patriots on Sunday and watch also a shitty team. So now that I think of it, everything just sucks this year, football-wise.
1: Very interesting you bring that up. There, There has been a parallel... Between yourself and the New England Patriots. We'll get into that a little bit later, but I want to stick to 2023 for now. For 2023, I'm going to rattle off a few decisions that you've made. You know, like for better or worse, like they're not necessarily bad decisions, they're just decisions that were made. And in context, they're completely fine. But I want you to tell me which of these four things is the most to blame for your start. All right. So the first two things you kept Calvin Ridley and you kept. Drake London, correct? Yes. Alright, the next two things are Jeff Wilson and Justin Jefferson. So, of those four, do you think any of them are the main cause to your 1-9 start?
3: Um, No, because I dropped a chain Ooh, week yeah, ouch. 2. And then I traded away Zach Moss, and he went on to score like 30 points. So, you know, Um, there's
1: more to that. You know, while we're on that, you're trading away. So there's that. You did trade away Zach Moss. You did drop A-chain. You also traded away a 2024 seventh-round pick. Um, So FYI to, oh, I don't know, Big Ballers, myself, uh, coheeds, whoever else is on top of the farm considering moving on up, they may be inheriting a roster with one fewer draft selection because of it. What did you get for that? What did you get for that pick?
3: I did I get for that pick? Uh, Future owners of your
1: roster Naji- are interested.
3: Najee Harris and okay. some not random great. receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't even know that. Oh,
1: God. You're killing me. Uh,
3: it's not been great, man.
1: That's well, I've
3: actually found that the fact I had the first, I decided to take the first overall pick. I said to myself, all right, get Justin Jefferson. I ran like a million mocks. I was like, I got this. I am killing the mocks, buddy. (laughs) And then of course I failed to realize that the people we play with don't live with any sense of bearing with reality. So the draft just went completely awry immediately screwed over um, any chance of me building a decent roster. Yeah. And I ended up with Cam Akers as my running back one. Oh. So that just tells you everything you need to know.
1: I mean, that happens yeah. every year, and especially in the same level. The farm level, you know, it's not that different, but people do – Uh, More often than same level, people will just follow the CBS rankings, which although to me, when I get into Mm -hmm. the draft room and I see those CBS rankings for the first time, I'm like, well, it's like a fucking curveball because their rankings are different Mm -hmm. than everyone else's for some reason. So, yeah, for whatever reason, our league is, you know, topsy turvy, upside down, fly by the seat of your pants type of drafting. So it's not going to match your mock drafts that you've done against computers and simulations against you know, consensus rankings. It's never going to be like that. But I have found, although I say this from the farm, uh, some success moderately in using those live tools, right? Where Fantasy Pros is updating live with your draft and it's literally just telling you like, hey, you fucking idiot, pick this player. Like, oh yeah, thank you. I I found a lot of success Mm -hmm. in that. And by not a lot of success is what I really mean.
3: (laughs) I mean, I could say the same. I got the the fantasy pros premium edition this year. So I was like, dude, I'm gonna rock this. Yeah. And then there were like nine drafts at once. I think we had that better ball shut us fornicator. Yeah. Uh, I think we had uh, some other, dra- I don't know. There was a lot of things happening um, at that time, which uh, you know, it's, it's definitely fun having a rapid fire draft. But when you are hearing like you are now on the clock, which sounds like it was recorded like 20 years ago, Constantly, it does throw you for a bit of a loop at the moment. So, you yeah, know, well, not my best draft, but it's really not how you start, it's how you finish. And that could be 12th this year.
1: But yeah, life. <clears throat> if I were guessing, it's probably going to be 12th, but I'm just, you know, using only the information I have in front of me. But you're definitely right. We probably stack too many drafts on top of each other. I mean, it, it's similar to like a a group orgy session, like someone's going to get left out and they're going to feel bad. And then you're going to feel awkward that they feel bad. And then you're going to feel like you have to focus on that one more than the others. And then they feel bad. Mm -hmm. Like no one really wins in that scenario. So I don't, I don't recommend it. Don't recommend it. So you won the farm in 2018. That seems like forever ago. Like that was like four variants of COVID ago. This is back Literally, uh, you know, Donald Trump had only been president for a couple of years at this point. You won the farm in your second attempt, right?
3: Yeah, uh, I believe so. That was a fun year. Um, that was me and Jack Hammer going at it the whole year. It was a it was a great year. Right. I think I had Sean Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, stack.
1: You would have uh you would have. Zach
3: Ertz was still still playing with the birds. I think I had him. And uh it was a good year and um it was forever ago huh i think uh yeah a lot has happened since then but i'll never forget that it was a definitely great year
1: not so much has happened for your same level fantasy team you've basically been a mediocre player since 2019 which is ironically tom brady's last year in new england that's crazy do you think that you have what do you give give me your percentage chance that you think right now of you staying in same level
3: i would say probably 4.20 (laughs) percent.
1: all right i'm writing that down i don't know why i'm writing that down but i'm going to write it down 4.20 percent. and you know what i am the king of projections and i would put that to be a little low I think you've got a better chance than that there are some fuck ups in the same level I mean danger crazy I mean I <laughs> he he hit me up today and he was like how do you do Omega and I <laughs> I you know I told him I told him to ask someone else and uh we'll see if he gets it so uh yeah so I think you got a chance That's a friend yeah That's- at the end of the regular season, you're put in the pot, you know, with uh, with with five other teams in that AOL tournament, and at that that sh- at that point, everybody is in a crapshoot, and everybody's the same. You will at this point, you are projected to have an AOL bye week, which no one wants, but you get two shots at the end to get out of there. I feel like I've got confidence in your waiver wire footwork and. Other people's lack of attention in December, if they're already losing attention in October, I feel like you're going to squeak one out. But then again, Proper made it last year at Booyahs. I don't know. Like, anything can happen. Anything can happen.
3: So Yeah, shout out to Buya. I wish you were still up here so that there was someone that I could hope would maybe field an illegal lineup in the AOL finals.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he definitely, you know, I would not put that past Danger Crazy. I wouldn't put it past him. But yeah, Booyah is currently killing it in the farm. And I'm almost upset. Like, I thought the farm was going to get someone that's like a a pushover, right? I thought we were going to get a pushover, uh, someone that's not paying attention. Booyah is literally on top of the farm right now. He may take your roster, which would be hysterical if that happens. But anyways... Let's move on. Yeah,
3: we're going to keep be. this
1: tight today. All right? So we're going to get into our first and 15. This is uh, everybody's favorite game. And you know the rules. These are going to be quick questions. You have to answer them quickly unless they're not quick questions, and then you can go long. You know how it is. First question. Have you ever figured out the secret to a happy marriage, or should I check back next week? Uh... Check back next month. Yeah, that's, you know what, I got to give you a ding on that, because uh, the thing is, there is no secret. Um, good luck. Question number two, choose one, literally any coffee shop in the world, or Dunkin' Donuts.
3: You know, I got to go with Dunkies, my man. You know I what, I all year.
1: I live in Orlando, Florida, I know it's a Boston thing. I know you guys have Dunkin' Donuts, like, at literally, like, four on one block or whatever, but... We in my house, Bapes and I, we only drink Dunkin Donuts original blend coffee, ground, every single time. Never fails. So I I got to give it to him. It's a great cup of joe. Good stuff. All right. Next question. Given the choice between all Boston teams plus DC United, is it tough on a weekly basis to decide which underperformer to root for?
3: Uh, yes. Yeah, it is.
1: It's always hard. That's what she said. Next question. The Patriots are up 34 to 28 against the Colts with two minutes to go in the game. They have the ball on their own 28 yard line. It's fourth and two. Do they go for it to end the game or do they trust their defense and punt?
3: they go for it
1: That actually happened. They went for it against the Colts. They didn't get it. Peyton Manning scored a touchdown and beat them. I'm sorry. Next question. Clam chowder or lobster
3: rolls? Ooh, it's a tough one. Uh I just, I, I got to go. Clam chowder, my man.
1: I'm sorry, it looks disgusting. I would never eat that in a million years. (laughs) Lobster rolls all day. Next question. You have invited a handful of people to the LOL now. Which are you most proud of and why?
3: Oh, that's good. Um, Shout out to Munchon Bunchin because I think she's done great over the years and I really wanted to win a title. So shout out to her.
1: She is... Low key, one of my favorites. Like, I how she pays attention more than most. I feel like she's on waivers every week. I feel like she's never not setting her lineup. She's constantly winning. She's been good ever since she joined, but you know, she does, doesn't talk all that much. And I find that to be impressive where she's, you know, I, I say be loud all the time or, or be quiet all the time. And that's what she does. She's quiet all the time, even when she wins the farm, even when whatever, she's going to stay quiet and humble. She's a trooper. Good answer. And Danger Crazy, it wasn't you, bro. I'm sorry. Next question. Which will be greater? Which will be greater? All right, so this number doesn't exist yet. These numbers don't exist yet. But which will be greater? The New England Patriots wins multiplied by two or your same level win total for this year?
3: Ooh. At this rate, I'm thinking the number of New England Patriots wins times two.
1: I feel like at this point, I have more confidence in your team than you do. Come on, man. The Patriots are falling apart. Next question. Uh, Which has more curves and zigzags, downtown Boston roadways or the Patriots' attempts to replace Tom Brady?
3: Uh. Well, the, the, I would say the streets of Boston, to be honest with you. It
1: is a fucking nightmare. You know, I, I, I went there like over a decade ago or yeah. it's the only thing I remember is that it's literally like you're in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, and you don't know how to get back to where you were ever. It's impossible. I don't know how you guys do it. Ah. anyway. Next question. Like I said earlier. You won and left the farm in 2018. How much do you miss it? A lot or more than a lot? I miss it a lot. You can't say more than a lot. It's the farm. I mean, it's literally just a bunch of people who barely ever played fantasy before or have recently been relegated. So it's like... Not necessarily a group you think you'd want to be associated with, but you do miss it a little bit after you leave, you know? It's like it's like when you're in like the the slow class in school, but then you like get your grades up and you finally get to move on, but then you look back and you remember all your friends back there. You're like, oh, it was so much more fun there. Yeah,
3: it's a fun, fun bunch.
1: I did the I did that in high school where I voluntarily I made varsity for lacrosse at one point. No. Uh, humble brag varsity guy over here. And I said, you know what? I would have more fun on JV where I'm used to playing. And I did that volunteer. It was the best decision of my life. Anyways, I, you know, you should miss the farm because you're about to be there again. So I'm assuming that you're like constantly thinking about it over the past couple of weeks. You're like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. I kind of miss it. I kind of miss it. Anyways, next question. We're entering week six. And just like you, Bill Belichick is having his worst season ever. Is your mediocre performance since 2019 simply an example of how you and Bill are basically the same?
3: Oh, yeah, totally. I'm baby Bill.
1: Baby Bill! Smoking bloods baby Bill. I like that. (laughs) I'll take it. Next question. Tom Brady is known to have a very strict diet. What is your go-to NFL Sunday meal?
3: I love uh those frozen burritos <laughs> Tina's burritos i rock them on sundays
1: that sounds disgusting and i would never eat that but you know what that sounds exactly like something smoking blunts would eat that's if i were guessing i would say frozen where do you buy frozen burritos
3: uh at the grocery store man in the frozen food aisle they're like <laughs> They're like 69 cents a burrito, which is even more of a reason to buy them. Nice.
1: I've only seen them at 7-Eleven. They're like the same things. or like taquitos or whatever, like the same type of deal.
3: Uh, like the, the ones at 7-Eleven are like giant, and you only... See? Well, they're like, they're like little burritos. I feel like the 7-Eleven ones are bad because you get them when you're shit-faced, yeah. and then you eat them, and then... You,
1: you blame like it you on the burrito. These
3: yeah. are a little bit... I always blame it on the burrito, bro.
1: Always blame it on the burrito. Next question, will... Oh, I guess we we kind of talked about this earlier, so I kind of know the answer, but you have to get it right. Will Mrs. Bluntz be joining our new level? Follow-up question, what will her team name be?
3: Oh, uh, what would her team name be? Mm. (laughs) I... uh, um. I, I don't know. I I, I, I couldn't tell you. At this
1: point. Yes, that's right. You couldn't tell us because it's her choice. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Solve for X. 8X plus 3 equals 555.
3: 69.
1: Somebody listens to the show. Next question. Does Boston's high cost of living distract you enough from the horrible weather?
3: Uh, mm, not really. I still notice the shitty weather.
1: My man. I got, how do you do it, man? Like, does it, do you get those days where it's recently snowed like seven days ago, but there's still this black sludge on the sidewalks and everything's covered in giant pieces of salt?
3: Yeah, yeah. And the the key is, buddy, was before I moved back, I made sure I changed my career or something. I, I could work from home. So I just sit in my PJs and type all day and don't fuck about, you know, snow outside. So that's kind of how it's been working out for me.
1: Welcome to the good life. Next question, and this is the final question. Question 15. You've definitely already got the first down, but this is important. We always take the last question very seriously, right? No one's allowed to fucking joke around. No one's allowed to say, you know, Why'd you ask me that? I can't believe you asked me that. All right, you ready? Ready. All right. What is a level win?
3: <laughs> um, it's bullshit. Unless you're really bad like me, in that case it's irrelevant. <laughs>
1: It doesn't matter. That's fine. That's great. You know what? It is bullshit. All of this is bullshit. This whole fucking thing is bullshit. We know that. (laughs) Are we fucking kidding? All right. Let's keep it moving. Actually,
3: last year I was. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good.
1: No. Go. You you were going to tell me something. What's last year?
3: Well, I was just going to say that last year when I was actually still decent, I thought level ones were stupid. Yeah. And now this year I'm like, anything. Now I like, I can see the appeal a little bit more because I can't get an actual win. So I might as well just get a a level win so I can feel like good about myself.
1: And we're back. All right. Technical difficulties real quick. That was uh, that was Blunt's bad. That was not my bad. Mike died, I think. Sorry. (laughs)
3: I was just so mad about level wins that I decided to, to <laughs> drop my mic off the table. So it's all
1: good. You know, I, I think you were right before you got cut off. I think that they may be your only chance, but it's really, you know, it it's a moot point at the end of the day. There's no way you're going to get to six, but you're better than relegation. I know that. So next, next segment spread, spread total. All right. We're going to pick against the spread. We're going to pick an over and under. We're going to keep this tight. You go first. What's your spread pick of the week?
3: My spread pick of the week is Philadelphia, seven-point favorites at the New York Jets.
1: All right. I like that. I think Philly is very tough right now. I think that they could cover. Some of these spreads this week are fucking huge. I was like, good God. I can't choose any. I'm not giving up a a 10-point spread, but yeah, 7 I could see them running it up. Um, I will say real quick before I give my pick, I did go back. I've cataloged all the picks. I have already shared that by the time you're listening to this uh, podcast, and I will add today's picks to the spreadsheet. I won against Booyah handily. I tied against Coheeds, and I barely beat proper. So I'm looking at 2-0-1. I'm up against smoking blunts. He goes Philadelphia minus seven. My first pick is going to be the Ravens minus four at Tennessee. Like I said last week, I do not trust Tennessee, so I don't care who the hell is going to play them because I think they're going to lose. I think the Tennessee Titans are a joke. I think Derrick Henry needs to shut it down. You know, he's like, uh, it's like when you have that family pet that we all know. We all know it's coming. (laughs) Like, why are we all suffering through this for what? For a wild card loss, let the guy go. All right, your pick. What's your second pick?
3: I'm uh, sticking with the uh, the top dogs in the NFC. I'm going to go with San Francisco Forty ers uh, seven point favorites at Cleveland. I, right. I like it, man. I think Cleveland's not going to have Deshaun Watson probably, and if they do, he might be hurt. And San Francisco's the real deal. Shout out to Fornicators again, yeah. bro. Yeah, Back man. To boys.
1: They are the they are the real deal. They really play like a Super Bowl team, right? And it is early in the season to look like they look. It's I feel almost frightened. Like I feel didn't when we were all watching the game, they were playing a primetime game recently. Um, and McCaffrey, I thought he tweaked his ankle or something for a second, and he was so he was fine. But the collective just like drop of of emotion or or passion in the room was just palpable everyone was like oh fuck like we it was like the Chiefs a couple of years ago you you want to see greatness I think we all want to see greatness we want to see the 49ers be amazing uh but you know they're one tiny tiny little injury away from being totally mediocre I think I mean I'm probably wrong
3: uh, yeah one McCaffrey injury away from high decibels just just crying. <laughs> yeah. He would be devastated. He Hate might that.
1: he might have to pass on the hammer and head to the farm. That's not good. All right. So you went 49ers minus seven. So you took two minus sevens. That's pretty strong. Heady play. I am also gonna take a second favorite and I'm gonna go Detroit Lions minus three at the Bucks, just like the Bucks are just like the Titans. I think the Bucks are a uh, total dog shit, fake team. They're going nowhere. That's how I make my picks. I just pick against teams. I don't pick teams. I pick against teams, and I'm picking against the Bucs. The Lions will cover that spread easy. They're really good. The Lions, I think, if the 49ers have an injury, I think the Lions are the, the second-best team in the NFC. They would they would supersede the 49ers in, a, in an injury. What's your over-under?
3: My over-under, I'm sticking in the NFC North. Uh, I am taking the under in the Minnesota Vikings At Chicago Bears. I think the Chicago Bears are dog shit. And I think Justin Jefferson limits an already disappointing offense in Minnesota. What is the total under 44 and a half? 44 and a half.
1: Uh, half. I'm with you on on Minnesota. They, even with Justin Jefferson, could not score touchdowns. They should have resigned Dalvin Cook. Although, in the same breath, I would also say running backs are worthless. Don't resign them. But Minnesota obviously needed Dalvin or something or this is just that last year was so much good luck that this year is just a a regression to the mean, which probably makes the most sense. But we like to live in a hyperbolic world. I will combat you on the Chicago Bears, though. Two weeks in a row, baby. Two weeks in a row. And we finally got Justin Fields. You know what? Last week I tried to trade him like five times. Didn't get any green lights. And look at me now. Look at me now. I'm never trading him. All right. My over <laughs> under to wrap this up. You got the Vikings and the Bears under 44. I like that. I'm also going to take under 44 and a half but for the Giants and the Bills because again, I make my picks against teams and right here the Giants cannot score. So me saying under 44 and a half is just really saying that the Bills they're not going to score 45 points. I think they're going to score like 40 points and it'll be like 40 to 3 and then I'll win. Uh so yeah, Giants Bills under 45 uh and I think I will definitely win this round. You're you're crazy going two minus sevens, and I think Justin Fields is a real deal.
3: Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields is a real deal. Two weeks ago, you want to get rid of him, and you know I live dangerously, buddy, so I don't know any other way, pal. I'm just shooting, shooting right from the hip, bud.
1: I like it. I like it. Again, congratulations to you and your wife. Enjoy the honeymoon and the honeymoon phase that accompanies it. Cherish it for as long as you can cherish it as I Thanks, oh, brother don't let it go <laughs> my
3: honeymoon will be in the farm it'll be great
1: and I can't wait to have you but you know what I don't think that that's going to happen you got to have more confidence in yourself that that would be a tragic oh, tragic yeah. ending
3: well you know it loud when good loud when bad so you know just loud Pretty
1: much. I, you know what? I appreciate that. Thank you. Smoke Blends, for joining us. Uh, Best of luck, man. I know you're one in nine, but you've got it in you. You're going to, you got that dog in you and you're going to stay up there. I can feel it.
3: I appreciate you, buddy. Take care, bud. Later.
1: And we're back. It's a spooky Friday the 13th. We're closing it out with the voicemail segment. And right now it's Thursday night. It's late. It is hot. Somehow it's hot as shit in here. I'm in my my mud room doing the show. It is hot in October. I don't know if I'm going to last. I don't know. This is the voicemail segment. but Right now I'm distracted because somehow Kansas City has already covered the spread. Yeah. Not even halftime. Covered the spread. Negative points for Russell Wilson right now. Not surprised. I should have picked him though. I should have picked the Chiefs to cover. I, did. I, I hate picking on the Thursday night games. It's just disgusting, right? So the theme this week is don't be scared. But after I received some of these voicemails, I definitely was. Because literally, some of you guys are making me do work and stuff. Like, what the fuck? But before we get into that, I, I did want to rant about one more thing, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Shut the fuck up, Aaron Rodgers. Today we learned that Aaron Rodgers has made over one million dollars this year alone from the Pat McAfee show. From his weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee show, he has made one million dollars this year. Where he goes on there just to call out Travis Kelsey and say that he's Mister Pfizer and challenging him to debates, not with him but with Robert F Kennedy Jr. or something. I don't know. And then the the following week, when everyone writes blog after blog after blog about Aaron Rodgers asking for this stupid debate to happen then he says oh did you see everyone get triggered uh. Aaron Rodgers is Elon Musk without all the money some of the money but not all the money Aaron Rodgers needs to go away Pat McAfee I'm, I'm about over him too because he's literally he's just he's enabling this again I'm not a big Swifty but she is at the game tonight if anyone was wondering she made it out there to Kansas City it's getting serious. First e, no, nah, I was gonna say email. No emails. Don't email me. First voicemail.
0: foot high powered in the I just don't think he gets the job done. But in all seriousness, great job on the show. It was great hearing proper last week. Hell to the commanders. Hell high decibels.
1: Hi, decibels. You know what? I think I think we missed the beginning of the voicemail. Hang on. What does the beginning say here?
0: Hey man, it's uh. High decibels here. Uh, I'm just on a real hot winning streak right now. And and 10-foot midget bringing his high-powered offense. town. I just don't think he gets the job done.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He's been getting the job done. That definitely sounded like this guy, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had a great scheme. Uh, It helps when you have the receivers and weapons that I I
1: don't know. I don't think you're Patrick Mahomes. You sound like him, though. But I I put my money on 10-foot. You might be on a hot streak now, high decibels. But, man. I got a feeling you're going to be fighting smoking blunts at the end of the season. I do. I worry. Next voicemail.
0: It's your boy, Sugarboo. How you doing? Go Bills.
1: Go
2: Bills.
0: Even though they played like shit, they did. Even though they played like what British food tastes like. Bang is in mass, my own. <laughs> hey, but shout out to proper football, especially for that beautiful interpretation. A guess the balls. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Fuck your bills, man. <laughs> man, fuck the bills, man. Oh, no. I'm stuck in the closet. My last has in the ass. Shout out to Big DD. Oh, and, uh, a buddy danger. Yeah. Oh, don't ever call the Bills the Cowboys. I thought.
1: Bill. Just fucking don't. Just I thought I was don't. smart. Bobby, I'm sorry.
0: And another thing. Oh, big ballers. I bet that shit hurt last night. <laughs> I bet them blue baby, big blue balls, baby.
1: <laughs> Woo! Fuck the come handers. There it is. Please. Y'all put a
0: bad juju on Josh, hating on him. Fuck Fuck all y'all. Alright? That's what I say. He's cheap. Shit. Trying to make some schmeckle Reno bromano on the failure of Joe Gabaloo. Fuck out of here. <laughs> One more thing. Go ahead. Shout out to Danger
1: Crazy. Hey. Yeah. You know what
0: I say, Danger Crazy? R2D2 back to you too, boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe Gabble goo out. And as always,
1: stay ghoul. Stay ghoul. A couple of us got ghouled this week on Slack. And we deserved it. You know what? I actually, I watched that uh, that Gandolfini GIF on my computer screen like 10,000 times this week. It just sat there. It sat there for so long at one point. It was the uh, the most recent message in general for like seven hours. Funniest post of the week. Just a GIF. Impressive. And I will say, you know what? The, the Josh Allen thing was hysterical how he is such a fucking cheapskate. And I will absolutely boost whoever is playing against the Bills. I'm sorry. I know you love the Bills, but that is the most ridiculous thing. Just buy the fucking jersey. We don't, you know, you can keep it on the down low. You don't have to like ruin your sponsorship with Nike by having a Reebok jersey on. Like, just put it in your backpack. You could support the local business that you just checked out. Like, I don't know. Proper props to you for keeping it cool, but I would have been pissed as hell. Next voicemail. Hey, buddy.
0: Soprano I wanted to talk about the status shit team in the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys. how is it that every time what? these fucking guys lose jerk course like no come already ready to use the look get it though your dumb things, fix go Dallas ain't winning nothing this year next year let's go a century get your cabin Super Bowl the states and shove him with your son don't shine the rest of my guy smoking lunch on his recent matrimony. morning don't go chasing after any last night I can lockdown and one more thing hey, shut up my good Joe got rocking in the free
1: You sexy son of a bitch. They're teaming up. They're teaming up. This is literally the the fucking podcast is turning into Sopranos. I mean, it's kind of fun. I don't. I heard like half of that. I heard half it. You know what? I'm gonna put that on AOL for life. Not because I recognized how he would write anything, except for that song reference at the end. That was definitely AOL thing. But the the poor audio quality is a pop pop move. I'm calling him out. That was AOL, wasn't it? Admit it. Next voicemail.
0: Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, fam. (laughs) Guess who's back? Fornicators. We are on top of the world. My Niners are 5-0, and undefeated in the league, making a statement of who the number one defense really fucking is. Yeah. Could it get any better? Hmm? You bet your ass it can get better. Yeah. 2-0 this past week. Once against the commissioner, another one against my former boss. Life is great, guys. Bullshit. It really is. And I can't tell you how happy I feel to be the owner of the Fornicators. Fucking who at this lucky. point, are. The standings, and it's not going to stop. 4-0 in his previous two weeks, and we're still moving. We're still going right up those standings. Mm -hmm. But I want everybody to feel happy, just as happy as fornicators feel, (laughs) guys. So I'm going to give you guys a no-sweat bet this week. All right. For everybody that puts $250 on the Niners to cover the spread this week against Cleveland, I guarantee you, you will win those 250 Shemekos. Okay. If you do not win that bet, I will cover those 250 for the entire league. So this way, you guys can feel how happy it is Woo. to be winning like the Fornicators. Listen, Enjoy he... this week, guys. Wow. I'll be back <laughs> next week. And I know you're all going to be just as happy as I am.
1: Fornicators out. Caters coming with the background music, hitting the post at the end like he's a goddamn radio DJ. You know what? That was impressive, I will say. And and guaranteeing a 250 Schmeckle bet is nothing to write home about technically because it's kind of small, but I don't see anybody else doing something like that. Pretty impressive. I mean, if I had it, I, I would probably do 500 per person. That's just me. And also, he did beat me last week. He did go 2-0, as he said, but (sighs) it's a damn CBS algorithm again. I was 99% chance to win on Monday. 99% chance to win. But because of his defense, that actually was the only way that 1% was ever going to happen. Horrible algorithm. Horrible luck but not as bad as smoking Blunt's luck. That's right.
4: Next voicemail. Hey there, League of Levels members. It's me, your favorite NFL fan, Taylor oh my Swift. God.
1: This is a message to Sax in the city.
4: I'm so happy both Kofi's and Hanging with Hernandez defeated you this past weekend. Ouch. I mean, nobody should lose to the Janet Yellen of Schmeckles. <laughs> but more importantly, Sax. Stay the hell away from my man and Ooh. keep his name out of your mouth.
1: Like Will Smith. As a
4: matter of fact, why don't you just go ahead and drop him from your roster right now? Yes. I'd come at your man, but Blitz just isn't that enticing. He's <laughs> no catch like my Pooh Bear Trav. All right, LOLers gotta go. Mr. Pfizer is gonna give me an injection. God damn it. Bye for now. Remember stats. Hey, it's you. You're the problem. It's you. Hail to the hammer.
1: I can't believe I just allowed that to happen on this show. What? Well done. I can't complain. Like that was pretty impressive. Mr. Pfizer, though. Come on, man. Really? Really? Disgusting. Last voicemail of the week.
2: <laughs> Greetings, honorable commissioner. It is I, Lord Blitz of Hammerhold, speaking through the wings of a raven. The north remembers, and so shall I. I bear ill tidings from this past weekend's battlefield. Lord Towley of Hyrevale, our worthy adversary and rival, has emerged victorious. Killed y'all. It is with a heavy heart and a bruised ego that I report the outcome of our contest. Higherville proved a formidable opponent And their cunning tactics have shown me a lesson in humility <clears throat> Hirevale is a force to be reckoned with And they have their little spies and spiders everywhere
1: They do, Littlefinger
2: I've heard whispers of a falcon in the sky and a serpent in the grass Hirevale's influence knows no bounds Their banners may fly high But be wary of the shadows that lurk in the background Their knives at backs ready how he knew my captains of the stack, Sir Herbert and Sir Alan, were on their one allotted vacation a year, I'll never know. I implore you, Commissioner, to pass this message to the other lords of our fantasy realm. There you go. Underestimate hyrevale at your own peril. Mm-hmm. Our league may be a game, but their ambitions are as real as Valerian steel. hyrevale may have won this battle, but the war is far from over. In the weeks to come, we shall rise from the ashes like a phoenix, and Hyrevale shall rue the day they crossed House Hammerhold. (laughs) Remember this message, for it is not a mere jest, but a prophecy of vengeance. Hammerhold will rise again. Look to the north. A storm's coming.
1: I got thunder, too. Mine's louder. Oh, did we have the same exact thunder sound effect? That's funny. Hammerhold calling in about his loss. You know, I kind of thought like I was putting the, the podcast on a Friday morning so you guys could just ignore the loss that just happened to just talk about the future, right? Where everything is is rainbows. And you decided to talk about how, you know, Higher Vale called you out, stormed your village. And destroyed everything. He left you there. You didn't get to attack anyone on Tuesday. Attacking Tuesday. You missed out on that. You know what? It was a spooky week last week, and he tried to he tried to describe how spooky it was, but it's gonna be an even spookier one this week. Friday the thirteenth. Everybody's a little afraid of Friday the thirteenth, right? But I don't think we need to be afraid. No one should be afraid. Don't be scared. Right? That's the theme of the week. And we are at a point in time where it is time to wrap things up and we got to get out of here. Nice voicemails this week. But maybe next time, don't make me put your shit together. Send it in one file, Coheats. Not laying your bed, music, bitch. Get a life. But don't be scared, all right? Someone attacks you like Higher Veil did, Hammerhole, don't be scared. Stand up to them. Someone locks you, don't be scared. Set your lineup. Someone outbid you, outbid them next week. Don't be scared. Projections mean nothing. Trust me, that CBS algorithm is a goddamn piece of shit. Don't be scared of that algorithm. All right? Look, I have a 99% chance to win, and I didn't. Explain that to me. I'm not scared, though. Back again. Another week. We got two weeks left in this major. We're starting this week 16 in the cup this week. It's going to be a good time. Don't be scared, y'all.